What's going on, everybody? Uh, we are on July 2nd. Um, I'm here with Derek Notman of Intrepid Wealth Partners. He's a founder and CEO, uh, certified financial planner. Um, we recently connected on, I believe it was LinkedIn or straight email. I, I don't really recall, but um, however it was, uh, Derek is a uh, uh, financial planning um, firm out in Minnesota, I believe, right? Right, Derek? Wisconsin, my bad, sorry. Um, and um, he is new, uh, recent, uh, recent convert to the trend-following philosophy. Um, we don't get too many of these people, so it's uh, really exciting to have him aboard. Um, so we're here to uh, talk to him today about uh, how he discovered trend-following, what he likes about it, you know, what were his ahas, um, and, um, you know, if he's incorporating into client portfolios, I imagine as a uh, certified financial planner, he has a lot of traditional investors, you know, stocks and bonds, real estate and stuff like that. So uh, we're, we're going to get into it a little bit here and let's um, see where it goes. Uh, so, Derek, hello. Welcome to the uh, Trend Trading Podcast with me. Michael Melisinos, the one and only. Um, what's going on, man? Good morning, Mike. Yeah, thanks very much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I think this will be fun. And uh, yeah, I guess you could call me one of the one of the minority. Most of the folks in my industry do not even know what trend following is, but it, we'll get into that. We actually met or connected, however you want to do it, via Michael Cobell's uh, podcast. That's where I found out about you and what you're up to. And, Gotcha. With the great uh, world of the internet today, I just uh, looked you up and emailed you, and the rest is history. The rest is history. Um, yeah, it's uh, Covell's pop. Geez, that was like several years now, back when trend following was killing it. Now it's been sucking. So um, hopefully, um, you know, we can uh, we can shed some good luck on it and get some get some trends here. But um, so let's start. How so? You discovered trend following. Um, was it was it through Michael Covell's podcast and his and his content? Uh, in part, uh, I, I've got a good friend and mentor here locally who used to trade commodities um, in Chicago. He was he was in the pit, and uh, you know, over conversations with him, he you know, we'd, he'd give me a little bit of tidbits here and there. He's very modest, so he doesn't like to push anything on anybody. He, uh, he gave me a book on technical analysis. Okay. And this monster book, I'm like, oh, man. And literally, it sat on my bookshelf for a while. Life happens. I'm busy doing other stuff. And I picked it up and read, started reading that, and I started hearing of the story of the turtles. I'm yep. like, oh, that's probably pretty cool, because he knew one of the turtles. He knew Richard Dennis. Oh, okay. And, nice. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, tell me more about these guys. What were they doing? And then he recommended uh, uh, the book uh, by one of the turtles. Now I'm forgetting. Uh, what is it? Way of the Turtle. Okay, I believe that was, uh, what, Curtis Faith, I believe? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I read that a couple times really quickly. I was like, wow, this is really interesting. This is totally not what I have been taught or I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, history as long as I have. 
And I'm like, all right, well, what else is out there about this whole trend-following thing? And stumbled across uh, Michael Covell's monster of a book, the most recent edition, and I read that thing, couldn't put it down. Sure. And then that, that's just gone from there. I've been reading books left and right now on the subject, listening to uh, different podcasts about it. I uh, kind of jumped uh, head in. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's kind of, kind of how I found it, I guess, kind of. Slowly, initially, and then just jumped right in. Yeah. Um, I remember when I first discovered it in, I believe it was 2007. I was 23, I believe I was. And um, I believe I told Mike on his podcast that I, when I first started reading it, you know, and at that point, maybe I had some preconceived notions about just investing in general um, and Wall Street and stuff and thought that. You know, the way that he, I don't, I don't I want to say that, I want to put words in his mouth, but the way it was coming across in the book, it just, to me, it just seemed too easy. Like, oh yeah, like this is common sense. Why, why don't more people know about this? I don't understand. And I, I remember closing the book at one point. I'm like, this, fuck this. This is, this is, it, it can't be real because it seems too easy. Um, and to me, it was just, I get to understand the concepts. If I can understand the concepts as a 23 year old newbie, um, the game seems to be disciplined and surely people can be more disciplined when it comes to investing. And I just, that was just a totally hilarious thought in my mind at the time, especially, you know, looking back on it now. Um, cause obviously people are just not disciplined really at all. And, um, yeah, I remember I closed the book and, for whatever reason, I reopened it. Maybe it was, um, might've been the performance that started to occur in the back half of 07 and then early 08. Um, started to see, you know, the real time performance numbers of, Oh, all right. Now I'm understanding why this works. Okay. Um, did you, um, did you have like a moment where, you know, you just like, ah, this is the way, or this is, this is better than what I've been taught? Like, was there a specific, like a chapter or a quote or a, I don't know, just like a specific time where you can remember when you finally said, that's it, I got it, I'm on, you know, I've, I've crossed the, uh, the Rubicon to this side now, um, I'm not going back. Right. I, I think after reading... You waved the turtle a couple times. That sparked the interest. I think actually the next book after that was uh, Covell's book, The Complete Turtle Trader. Yeah, I think he posted the the rules, you know, some sample trades in there and stuff, I believe. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, you have to understand my background, right? I I joined the industry a little, about 13 years ago Mm -hmm. as an advisor and worked for a very large uh, insurance company. that, you know, I had his fingers in financial planning and all that other stuff. And it was, hey, here's the efficient market hypothesis. Here are our products. Um, tell people to put their money in and, you know, keep it there for decades, and uh, they're going to be okay. Yep. So I drank that Kool-Aid not knowing any better. And uh, then, you know, the 08, 09 crash happened. Yep. It's like, okay, this isn't working out as well as I thought it would, and, Anyways, fast forward, I'm reading this book, so I'm like, wait a minute here, you know, I've, I've been 
reading and listening and being told that fundamental analysis is the way to go, that efficient market hypothesis is, is true, and um, mm-hmm. that, you know, yes, you should hire a whole bunch of CFAs. Nothing wrong with CFAs. It's a very tough designation to get. But you should hire these guys, and they research all this information about a company and then make decisions on what to invest in based on that, that analysis. And yeah. one, I'm a simple guy, and that just seems like a ton of work. Um, and two, you're, you're basing, you know, by the time you've done your analysis, the information's already changed. Right. So That's, the, whole, yeah. the whole concept of price, of price action, and just focusing on that and what it's doing, I was like, huh, here mm. we go. This makes a ton more sense. I can focus on this. I can wrap my mind around it. It's a lot simpler. It's not easy, but it's a lot simpler than this other fundamental thing. Yeah. I think this is kind of a culmination of all that. I'm like, okay, I can do this. This this I can do. This makes sense. Yeah, I I, I had a similar thing too. Uh, you know, similar aha, where it just, to me, trend following and, you know, maybe being from the New York Jersey area, we're, we're all pretty straight up, you know, in your face type people. Um, trend following seemed to be like that. Like it seemed to be real, like based on, um, you know, the facts, not some theory, not some, you know, future uh, prediction and thought experiment. It was just, you know, what, what's happening now? How do we take advantage now? Or how do we protect our ass now? Um and, you know, I think sports, you know, it had, I, you know, I grew up in sports too and had a similar, um, similar feel um, with that too, because you, you can't, you're judged in the now pitch to pitch or play to play. It's, um, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, play in the game now and then, and then decide later what to do. It's like, you, you got to act in the moment right now. Um, so I feel like, as you said, like the, the financial, um, you know, fundamental analysis, the, uh, it just takes too long. Or by the time you understand why the move is gone, the play is over, the game is over. You know, like, of course you understand now you get, you have all this time to look back on it, but it doesn't count. You need to, you need to act and, and, and decide things and play, uh, in the moment. And, um, and I, you know, I, I guess I have an issue with the, like the buy and hold thing. Like, okay, the people who are buy and hold, who think they're passive and, you know, they like the, the idea of the buy low, sell high. I feel they don't even know that they're trend followers because the indexes are pretty much momentum, you know, in, in the case of stock indexes, there's, there's stocks only momentum trend following index and they don't even know it, but um, I feel like they, you know, they start to say that that's better. It's like, well, you know, we're trying to, you know, as the trend followers, as we do it, you know, we, we say, all right, we're not going to be stocks only and we're not going to just be long all the time. Sometimes we'll be out, you know, just sitting in cash and other times we, you know, in other rarer cases, we might be short. But, you know, so I feel like, you know, the buy and hold in a, in a stock index, for, for example, is you know, you're basically holding a stocks only trend following system. And 
you know, you keep, you know, people dollar cost average over time. You're basically buying a trend following system in its up and down streaks. And I would say, yes, that's good. Great. Uh, I agree with all that. Um, for single stocks or a, like a handful of stocks or something that you pick based on fundamental analysis, that might not be trend following. That is you trying to pick them and then you trying to, you know, you know, buy low and sell high, you know, in a single ingredient, not necessarily a system that, uh, you know, a trend following system that is, you know, cutting losses and riding winners. You know, if you try to do it on single ingredients, that's different. That buy and hold is different. But if you're buying and holding on an index, it's basically a trend following index. And I agree more with that versus some single name or basket of names that you, you know, did some analysis on. You pick these to be the winners or something. So, um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of just, uh, you know, semantics and mis, you know, miscommunication out there where you have different definitions of things. And I feel like there's just a lot of confusion about, um, a lot of these topics and, uh, uh, we got to get some traditional guys on here and, you know, settle the score, settle it straight, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, have you, have you started to talk to your client base about trend following and, you know, um, seeing if it's something that they like, you know, cause I, I, I've had experience with people who are just, you know what? No, I'm a stocks only guy. I'm traditional. I'm Vanguard funds only. I only, I only buy and hold and that's all I do. Um, they don't want to hear anything else. Have you, have you, um, started to have those conversations about, Hey, here's what, this trend following thing is and start to incorporate that into uh, some of their portfolios? I have. I have. It's, um, it, it's been an interesting shift of mindset for me. Uh, and maybe at some level I've always kind of thought this way, but this has helped really develop um, this, this side of trading. And just, yeah, having that conversation with people about, like, listen, you know, here are, you know, we can talk about a million different economic factors, we can talk about profit loss statements, all this other stuff, or we can just see what is the trend, what's happening. And I, I, I like to surf, for example, so talking to them about surfing and catching the wave, and, you, know, you can ride a wave and you don't have to catch it at the perfect time. You know, you can get on a little late, you can get on a little early, yep. uh, and ride it for a bit. And so it's kind of the same thing with trend following, you're never going to catch the full move, but you can catch most of it. So just just explain to clients that hey, that there's a there's an easier way to to do this, um, mm-hmm. and that we're not going to capture capture the full swings, but we need to have some risk controls in place too. And you know, you mentioned systems before, and systems are so important. Um, you know, making decisions based on human emotions really bad. That's that's just, that's an irrational way to make decisions. As humans, we're wired to do that. But if you have a system in place, it's a lot easier to use that system. And follow that system than it is to just base your decisions on whatever purposes. Yeah, I I feel that that's one reason why for those you know mutual funds or just funds uh, in general um, that are trying to copy and beat indexes, you know, stock indexes, it's very hard to beat it um, because the indexes have perfect discipline and. They have a system in place. They actually, it actually knows what to do, and it does it without mercy every time. Um, 
you know, I think when we overlay our human side, we, we start to, uh, yeah, but I don't know about that. Yeah. Damn. Like I, I'm really going to increase the weighting of fang stocks right now. Like how much more could they go up? And it, all of that, um, all that mental chatter, um, you know, and, and the feelings that come up, you know, when, when we do get a signal, uh, or when the system says to do this or that, we start to overlay our feelings on it. And then, you know, in most cases or sometimes not do it. And then that hurts us. So, um, <clears throat> I think the, the advantage of systems is, is massive. Um, you know, there might be times when we, you know, or your, your clients might say, yeah, but you know, you make a discretionary call on this or that and it works out. And that could be a kiss of death. Um, in that it makes you start to think that, Hey, all right, I know what, I know what to do. I, I have a, I have a, a skill. My gut has a, you know, I have a skill at knowing when to not do the rules, when to not follow right. them. And, um, you know, maybe you get away with it for a while. Um, and you might look like a, sorry. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, are, are your, are your clients more, you know, um, cause I, 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 I have, I have some experience with, you know, talking to investors about, you know, trend following obviously, but, um, you know, getting them just in general, getting them on board with the long term, like the focus is long term discipline, not short term results. And I believe most people are really good, you know, they, they, most people have jobs and they save and they earn money consistently and they start to get, you know, um, get used to the fact of making money consistently. And I feel like people are really good savers and probably people are, you know, best served to not even invest at all or invest in bonds or something. That's, you know, that's more their risk tolerance because trend following is so countercultural in that it, it openly admits that it's not going to be consistent. So do you, do you communicate that to them and are they, are they willing to be, are they willing to accept that? Cause I feel like some people just have a hard time accepting it, like lumpiness and, and inconsistency, you know? Yeah. Actually, I, I think at least for my client set, it, it resonates. So mm. I, you know, I spent my life working with founders of startup companies. Ah, so they're, yeah, they're used, they're, yeah, they're, they're used to losing for a long time or, you know, going through stretches of losing and then boom. Scoring huge and yeah, exactly, exactly. That's it. So they, they understand that, and but they also understand risk management really well, right? You know, they're they're right. especially the ones that, that take on venture capital. They understand. They're like, all right, I've got someone else's money now. Yep. I have to make darn sure I'm running this business uh, based on systems I built for my business to be profitable and to grow it and scale it. So trend following has some similarities there, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you have risk controls, you know you're not going to win every time, but when you do, they're usually home runs. Yes. Uh, so with my clients, that resonates. And once I explain to them in those terms, they're like, okay, I get this. This makes sense. Yep. Uh, do I tell them to allocate all of their money towards a trend following system? Mm. No. Right. Um, right. 
you know, most of them actually, after they've had a liquidity event, they've exited their company. They like to take a portion of that and put it into something very safe because they, they, they know how much risk they took and how hard it was to make that money. So they want to, they want to have like, have like a, a foundation for the rest of their life. Yep. But then for things on top of that, you know, they usually want to allocate somebody to their own, maybe small angel or venture capital fund. And then, you know, a trend following uh, component is a satellite holding makes a ton of sense. But they totally get it. It's actually a very easy conversation for people. You know, like, and as you said, an index is a trend following system, but it's one without any risk controls. Right. Like the, only way to, the only way to mitigate your risk there is by actively, like, getting out of it. Yes. Yeah. And, it, you know, I would say um, an index fund, it does reduce weighting when things go down, but it, it doesn't eliminate the weighting. Like the way, the way that I might do it or, you know, some other uh, of my peers might do it is that when it starts to n- not work in, you know, trending against us, we'll ultimately eliminate it, not continue to hold it with lighter and lighter weightings. That's, that's one difference between you know, um, I think a more evolved trend following versus a, a stock or, or just some other um, some other index that just perpetually holds no matter what happens. And that can be very dangerous. Um, and that's that's, I think, a, another big selling point of, of um, true trend following versus, you know, some index. Um, you know. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I would totally agree it, uh, my mentor shared a story with me about a, uh, a guy who would trade more on fundamental mm-hmm. than anything else. And um, he, had, he had bought a particular commodity, I believe it was. And um, the commodity had been going down forever. And then eventually the trend reversed and it had a nice pop. Mm. And, and they were talking and, and he must be like, oh, but you must be really, really enjoying this, uh, this, this uptick here, you know, this, this, this upward trend. And, the guy's like, yeah, I'm long, but you didn't ask me where I'm long from. Oh, boy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. And, and, and so he, he bought it thinking, okay, this thing can only go up and, and went counter to what the trend was telling him. Mm-hmm. And even though this thing had, had started my uptrend, was still um, you know, negative rate of return on that holding. Yeah. If you just followed the trend, it'd be a totally different story. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's all these. You know, we can, we can just go down the rabbit hole of um, of these case by case examples of trades and this and that. Um, you know, ultimately, I, th- I mean, I believe everyone is a trend follower because in order to make any money, it needs to move in your favor. Now, you can get into the you know specifics and like this is where I think trend following, like the guys who who do it and sell it. And market it go wrong because all they talk about is the X's and O's, and you know ultimately it comes down to like, all right, trend following. So what? And you know my my wife, you know, she's she's in uh, sales, and she's she asks me sometimes, you know, like you, you write these things and you say these things, and it's like, well, so what? And so why? So what if you buy highs and sell low? Like, what does that even mean? I, I don't know what that means. And so why? Like, well, why do I need this? Like, what, what is this for? Like, what does it help me do? What is, what pain does this help me, um, you know, eliminate or protect, protect me from, you know, like that's what I feel like 
the 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 whole industry kind of breaks down there. Um, you know, we can talk and you know market to traders and like here's how you trade. It's like okay, great, but most people are not going to start funds and do it themselves. They they need to know why is this why is this trend following thing important to me? What, what how is this better? Um, what does it do differently and all that? So I feel the um, the guys who get it. You know, back when the guys who first started this, you know, like Sakota and Dunn and, um, you know, John Henry and those guys, like, they were entrepreneurial people. So, uh, you know, yeah, like, oh, no shit, but the entrepreneurial people today understand it and like it more. When you talk to, you know, I don't know if you talk to some of your, I hesitate to say maybe older, um, you know, more traditional thinkers of of your you know your client base because i know when i talk to mine some of the older guys like over 50 they just don't care they're like you know what no i want to make money all the time i want to invest in real estate i want to invest in bonds i you know i'm closer to the end than i you know um than some 30 40 year old so i don't want to take risk i don't want to have lumpiness i want just consistency and you know that that's fine um but i feel like you know the people who who really understand this stuff, um, and you know who appreciate it are are the are you know that entrepreneurial type of person, like that venture capital uh, you know crowd, as you mentioned before. Um, have you had any pushback from from any of your other clients, or have you had a pretty good hit rate with um, talking about it? No, I, I think it's actually been pretty well received. Uh. Yeah, I, I guess that, that partially that's because I've got this long track record of, of sales experience. I've gotten very good at yeah breaking down complex things and making them simple for people to understand who don't do them day to day. Right. So it, it, it's been easy that way, and especially on the venture capital entrepreneur side, they understand that. I mean, a venture capital firm knows that most likely nine out of ten deals that they do are going to totally flop. Right. Let, yeah. Nails it is such a is such a home run that it makes up for all the other losses. Right. So they, they understand those those risk controls and and, and how it all fits together. Uh, well, that's good. I mean, that's rare. I think a lot of a lot of guys like me, you know, like the trend following traders themselves, they they could use someone like you or use someone who can you know at least talk and you know, address that. So what, so why, um, you know, and not just talk about the X's and O's of, of the trading philosophy and like, and how we do it, you know, like it's not really important. Um, you know, people need to know why they're in it. Need to know. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, I, what I found like from like uh, the retail side, especially with the buy and hold is that, in theory, you know, the efficient market hypothesis works well. In the vacuum, it works well. Yeah. But where it breaks down is that humans do not always make rational decisions. Right. You know, and so my background, my, my undergraduate degree is um, anthropology. So I studied humans, and then after, after college, I actually worked uh, at a treatment center for at-risk youth. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, so I, I really learned to read humans, see that, 
although everything else could be logical and the, the stars are aligned, that you know, a particular human at a particular time will still make an irrational decision. So when you incorporate that into the official market hypothesis, it breaks down. And that I think people also just kind of like their eyes cross over because they hear these big terms. Yes. Well, we're told buy and hold, and that sounds great, but what if I retire in 2009, March of 2009, when we're at the bottom? Yeah. Um, That buy and hold strategy didn't work out so well for me now, did it? No. No. Differently. Unfortunately, I, I think what has happened is that you've got large financial institutions, most of which back the buy and hold fundamental approach, and they have really deep pockets. So they market the heck out of it. Yeah, it's it, the trend following guys. I think one are not marketers. No, you know, they're both brilliant minds that know how to trade. Yes, um, I think they too probably don't really want to market, but know that there's part of them that, that it, it needs to be marketed if it's going to get more mainstream uh, for people out there to understand yeah. it. But when you're dealing with these companies that have so many. Gosh, I don't know, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars in marketing budgets. I mean, how do you combat something like that? Yeah, well, I feel maybe the trend following it was like a perfect storm because the guys who first started, you know, they had a really good run for, you know, 20 years or something with, you know, there's definitely pain periods, um, but they seemed to succeed really fast and they maybe didn't care about marketing because they didn't really need to. The returns were so good. Um, right. may, maybe, I don't know. I'm just, I, that, that'd be my, that, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, sure. but, um, obviously lately it's been a different story. Um, you know, we're going through our lost decade, if you will. Um, and you know, I would say our lost decade has performed a lot better than stocks or any other single asset class or strategies lost decade. We're basically been holding around the highs of uh, 2008 to 2011, um, you know, and we might have, you know, some of us have might have made uh, some some highs uh, in between there, but we're kind of flat over the last, you know, eight to ten years, and um, that, um, you know, that's something I think maybe now, you know, people, you know, the firms might have to, you know, un- might think differently now, might have to say, oh man, you know what, we can't just rely on our returns all the time because. Oh shit! This is a long time without any real good return. So, you know, we can't just save our marketing or or, or push it when um, trend following only performs well, because then we start to become, you know, performance chasing marketers. You know, we need to constantly stick to the long term advantages here, regardless of the interim short term performance, and understand that I think much like venture capital. Um, you know, no one remembers venture capital was dead for 10, 15 years before the recent explosion, you know, um, and it can happen anywhere. And it, right now it seems to be happening with us, but, uh, um, yeah, yeah the, the, the traditional fundamental large institutions, they don't stop marketing when they're doing well or doing bad. They just constantly market and yeah. anything. What I see on the ground is that. When the markets are crashing, they're spending even more money to say, hey, it's okay, buy and hold is the strategy, things yeah. will come back, they always do, Yep. Uh, and that's why they're dumping that money in there. So just to be consistent about it, I think is important. Yeah, so I, 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 I know, 
Right. I know. I noticed that even in myself, you know, I haven't been doing this as long as, you know, other guys that have been around 30, 40 years, but I could definitely see myself, you know, feeling embarrassed or not worthy at times of being able to talk and market because all oh, the recent returns aren't, aren't good. And, and then I think to myself when it starts to get quiet and I'm like, that is so wrong. You know, we, we, it's my responsibility to continue to um, educate and look beyond the past three or four years or something of, of, of recent crappy returns because someone might tell me, you know, if and when we start to, you know, uh, catch some good trends again and make, make some good money again, they might say, well, where the hell were you when I needed you? I needed you to tell me that it was better or it was a good time to invest when, when, you, when you were losing. And now, now you waited. And now you're telling me to get in? Of course now, because the recent returns are so good. And like, yeah, that, you know, that's completely wrong. Um, you need to – like the trading system, you need to have a marketing system too and consistently, consistently educate and um, you know, tell the truth and stick to your guns. Um, don't, don't shy away. Um, and then don't you know, get so cocky and confident when you're making money and, and think it's going to continue forever, which it never does. So, um, no. that's, and, and, and yeah. Being consistent, just like your system is consistent. Right. Consistent marketing and your message. And yes, yes. All that, you know, people will appreciate it and they'll, they'll eventually hear it. Yeah. Um, and going back, I just want to touch on, uh, I meant, meant to uh, mention something before about um, talking to the entrepreneur crowd, the venture crowd. Um, years ago, um, I sent a cold email to Gary Vaynerchuk. He's a you know big marketing um, you know yeah. digital agency. Yep, guy. He's you know big guy, and um, you know I, I saw that he was doing. He he he's he's a trend follower too, and he may not he may not know it. He, he may he he might know it, um, but he he might not call himself a trend follower. But our philosophies are very very similar, and I noticed that with other guys in the space too. So I, I meant, I, I saw him doing, you know, his angel investing and I said, Gary, um, we're basically doing the same thing. Um, I'm just doing it over here in these markets. And I think, I think this would be a good compliment, uh, you know, compliment to your other investing, um, you know, your other investments, uh, because the philosophy is very similar. It's just, I'm just trying to give you exposure to things that you might not be in right now. And yeah, he understood it in three minutes, like probably no, probably 38 seconds. And yeah, I went in there with a big, you know, presentation on my iPad and he flipped through it and really, really fast says, all right, I got it. So what's the catch? Like, how come I can understand this in 30 seconds and, you know, why aren't more people doing it, you know, type of thing? Well, why does it still work? I'm like, well, and at the time he was going through his, um, yeah, he was like he had a, a personal trainer. He was, I guess, he was a little fat or unhealthy at the time. He was trying to get healthy and all this. I said, "Well, it's you know, kind of like how your diet and fitness thing is. I mean, you know what to do. It's just for a long time you didn't do it, you know, or you do it intermittently because you don't feel like it or it's hard or whatever. And so it's the same thing with investing. Like people kind of know what to do. Um, you know, maybe some don't, but." A lot of people do, and they just can't help themselves. So, you know, it, it really just comes down to discipline and 
and personal psychology. And, uh, and that I think is, you know, to an entrepreneur, they understand that because they go through their ups and downs in their own business and they understand how tough it is some days to just, fuck, I gotta, I don't even want to get out of bed because what's the point anymore? You know, like you just can't seem to get it going. But for people who have jobs, I think it's, I think it's harder to sell because they get that paycheck no matter how they do, at least for a while. But entrepreneurs don't and uh, traders don't if they don't, or they don't have good positions or make good trades. So I feel like it's a, it's a real good um, philosophy, um, you know, synergy. And um, I feel like it resonates really well with that crowd. And um, um, it, definitely, it, does, it definitely does. And it, it makes sense. It's something that's quantifiable too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because otherwise, if, if, if it's based on more of the fundamental analysis side, then, all right, well, what's the quality of the person doing the analysis? What are their credentials? What happens if they get hit by a bus? Right. You know, how, how do I know what's going to happen then moving forward? Where trend falling, which is systems-based, um, you don't need any particular person once the system is built. You just need someone to, or a system to execute trades for. So it's, it's much easier story to sell that way, too. If anything, it mitigates some of that, that bus coming around the corner risk as well. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. I think, I think, I think we've all made a mistake. We, meaning that the, tr- the trend followers have, have, um, you know, we've all kind of been fighting over the same 50 clients, the big, the big institutions. Like everyone wants to make big money. And it's like, we're kind of leaving money on the table, marketing to these other people who will, who have a better, you know, um, better odds of understanding it because they're already doing it. You know, we're just doing it on different markets and um, uh, in a different industry. And it's like, well, we think the same way. And I feel like uh, we just made a mistake um, trying to get the big money, uh, the big Wall Street money who just doesn't think that, doesn't think this way. They think consistency. They think high sharp ratios. And if your sharp ratio is under two, you suck. It's like, you know, it's totally insane. Um, It's just not... uh, uh, it's human nature. If we don't understand something, we are nervous about doing it. Right. Um, and if not a lot of other people are, it's kind of a herd mentality too, right? If not a lot of other people are doing it, then something must be wrong with it, so we're not going to touch that. I'd rather do what everyone else at the water cooler is doing than buck the trend. Yep. Uh, have you... Entrepreneurs, yeah. entrepreneurs don't have a water cooler. They don't have... They no. Care what the, what, what the masses are doing. They have their vision. They do what they want to do. And it's the same way with trend following. It's like, you know, we've, we've got our data. It's quantifiable. We'll adjust as we need to over time, just like an entrepreneur will pivot from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a lot of synergy. It, it, uh, it resonates both ways. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's I've found real high success with, with, with that crowd. And um, I like working with them because, you know, I get, I, you know, as I mentioned before, I get, you know, sometimes um, embarrassed and, you know, uh, shy about, you know, talking to people uh, who might be older, um, a little more experienced with investing and stuff. And um, um, then I talk to my younger, my younger base and they're like, Mike, we, we, we uh, you know, we understand, we understand this is going to suck sometimes. And, you know, sometimes it's going to suck for a lot longer than we'd like it to, but 
you know, we're not, we're not, I'm not looking at it every day. I'm not looking at it every month. You know, um, this is a long-term thing. Like it's a, it's a staple for me now. It's not even like I'm trying to trade you. I'm like, this is just a thing I hold forever because I, I understand it. I, I like it. I understand and know the value of it. Um, but in the short term, I know it's going to suck sometimes and whatever. But so you have those conversations. You're like, oh, yeah, like these are the people. These are the people. I'm not trying to, you know, you know, target an audience where I have to make money every quarter or even every year and, you know, get uptight and nervous about, um, you know, marketing and answering questions. Like, oh, is your thing broken? Does it work anymore? It's like, yeah, yeah, it works. It's just, it just sucks lately. You know, it, it, it happens. Don't, don't worry. You know, don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but for, for a lot of the, um, I think the traditional investing community, they, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear, well, what are you doing to fix it? What are you doing to, what are you doing to make it better? And, uh, it's like, well, you know, a lot of it's just not up to me. You know, I mean, I can't control these markets and if the markets suck, what am I going to do? I, I can, I can create, um, I say I can, I can wiggle and, and fidget and tinker and try to make the thing good all the time, but that's probably going to be a dire and grave mistake. Um, and I'm not falling into that crowd of, you know, I don't think trend followers fall into that crowd. Maybe some have in the recent five to 10 years, um, and that they want to be more consistent and they want to, they want to do whatever they got to do to, to, to attract that bigger money. Um, but there's, there's cost to that. And, you know, one mistake or two mistakes can really set you back just like being a discretionary trader or, you know, not following your system. I, I feel, um, you know, sticking to the story and sticking to what, what got us here um, is the best move and, and not trying to optimize to just, you know, make it consistent and, and raise money from big institutions all the time. Don't let them dictate how you run your business. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, I feel like, yeah. You, you played baseball, right? Yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah, and, and so you're, you're, you're familiar with the Moneyball story, right? Uh, which one? Yeah, I mean, I know what Moneyball is, but is there a specific? Well, the one they made the movie off of. What was that, uh, that team off of? Was it California? Yeah, the, um, yeah, Oakland. Oakland is, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they they bucked the trend. They built a system. They stuck to the system even during the tough times. Yes. And look what happened. It paid off in a big way, right? It just it just took some time. I, I think didn't the guy that buy the that bought the Red Sox wasn't he a, uh, a trend following trader in some respect as well? Yeah, that's John Henry. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there there you go. So I mean, it doesn't always work, but. It works enough when it does that you just keep going. So, and, and that's it. You know, some you are going to have some bad weeks where you lose all your games, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's sickening sometimes. Yeah, it's just you know, just like just like an entrepreneur, you know, you, you get a real good run of a few weeks of good meetings, and then all of them get canceled, and and then you follow up, and no one calls you back, and you're like, Jesus Christ, like I can't, uh, you know, just like ugh, enough. Um, you can't quit though. Can't quit. I mean, cause everyone else is going to quit. You know, you have to be the one that doesn't quit, but you know, that's, that's hard to, hard to sell to more, to mortals. But you know, you know, we all want to quit and stop the pain and, you know, and medicate it with, 
you know, let's just do something else for a while, you know, distraction and all that other stuff. But, um, yeah, very human nature. Have you, have you done any work with, um, with your clients on what might be, uh, a good allocation, like, like a percentage of their portfolio at all? Or just like, have you, is it vary from person to person? Um, I feel like there's maybe a lot of that going on too in the trend following community where they're doing more and more work on, you know, efficient frontier and showing how the numbers change over time with different allocation amounts. Um, but again, like this is all like theory, like, and it's not, and it's, and it's too broad. It's not getting specific or using case studies for, a re- like, as you mentioned before, like a recent startup founder who may have exited, whose goals are this, whose tolerance is this, whose net worth is this, and show how, you know, show how you or some other, um, you know, financial planning or, or advisor might work with someone like that. Not just throw out, here's a 30-page white paper on the efficient frontier of trend following and how it will improve your overall numbers. It's like, well, you know, I, one... No, I'm not going to read it. It's totally stupid. Like, great work. Thank you. Appreciate it for you doing your homework. And yay. All right. You're really smart. I can tell. But so what? So why? Right? Like, what? 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 How do I apply this to me? You know? Exactly. Exactly. They, they, yeah. And entrepreneurs in particular, they're used to doing things customized to their situation. They don't care what the masses are doing. So they want to make sure that they're, they're planning their investments, whatever, yeah. are customized for them. And that's how it should be. Yeah, so they, don't give them a long document to read because one, they don't have the time for it, and two, they don't really care. Right. They want to know the why. Why am I doing this? How does this help me? Yes. Yep. Um, I, I also believe that the, you know, the ability to market and you know communicate with the audience today is is just a there's a huge white space of opportunity that most of the older firms um they're just not going to do they're not going to do videos they're not going to do what we're doing right now they're not going to talk they're going to put out an old school paper like a like like a bible uh in black and white with with formulas on it and it's like you know what great i know i know you guys are smart i know i know i know but the people that you, I think, are ultimately going to buy this are not reading it, not reading this. And you're letting a good product kind of drift away and not ever get discovered. Um, 
so I feel like, you know, we're, we're going to do, you know, more of these. I think we're going to do a video, um, maybe do a video uh, uh, presentation or, you know, like a co, uh, yeah, maybe like a co-presentation or, or another another talk where we can show visuals and stuff because obviously on podcasts, you know, can't show visuals here, but that's what I feel too. Like the, the visuals really, for me, were the glue, like, ah, now I can see it in my brain now. I see how this works. I see why I need this. Ah, okay, got it. Because um, talking theory, eh, it's uh, that's great and all, but show me something. Show me how it works. Show me, baby. That's it. I'm a visual. We're visual people. Come on. Um, so um, yeah, we'll 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 hook up again to uh, do something like that. I'm I'm working on something now that uh, we'll uh, we'll execute in uh, I don't know maybe the next couple of months or something, but. Um, yeah, I think uh, – is there anything else that you wanted to, I don't know, share or, you know, you have on your on your mind that you wanted to uh, get out there? No, I think this has been – we've talked about a good, you know, bunch and breadth of stuff today. It's, uh, it's interesting. I, I do agree that we – maybe there's an entrepreneur that will listen to this that, that's got a marketing business that can start, you know, can take the trend following – Group to another level from a marketing perspective, right? You know, yeah. I think that's maybe the missing component. We've got trend following is decades and decades and decades of data to show that it works. Yes. You've got living legends like Jerry Parker out there, yes, uh, who have, have done amazing. You know, I've done great work, and I would say, I mean, even though I mean, the trend following space is, I guess, pretty small, and I've heard a lot of these guys just because I've been researching the heck out of it, but. Mm-hmm. The, overall, the, there's not a marketing network for these guys. It's a small tribe right now, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's. It needs, a, to, it needs to get some of those, those big dollars from from you know whatever, or even just some organic following. Be like, okay, wow, we're tired of this corporate Wall Street way of doing things. What else is out there, and what's this trend following thing? Right, right. That's um, yeah. I thought that for. A number of years, like oh man, if there was a good salesman in this industry, oh Jesus, they would destroy this. They would, they would spin, spin this industry inside out. Um, no you know, and I, and for me, you know, being being a trader and being an athlete forever, the the sales part and the marketing part is kind of more of a recent thing for me, where I didn't appreciate it. I didn't, I didn't really understand. I thought, you know, like being an athlete forever, all I thought of was just all I got to do is play well and I will, I will keep playing, you know, I'll get the playing time and I'll win, but you need to get people to go to the game. And that didn't, that didn't come natural to me. Um, and I feel like it doesn't come natural to most of the people in this space. They are more on the, more towards the, the introvert, you know, the more of the product people, they don't understand the, um, the distribution and getting attention and education and communication, all that stuff. Um, and it's an art form. It's a real art form to be able to market correctly. Yeah, it's like the jobs in Wozniak, right? You need the brain. You need you need the you need the voice to to get it out there. And the and that's a great example. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's, it's, what do they say? You get back, you know, the best widget in the world that no one knows about. Well, does it matter? No, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, yeah, trend following is definitely underachieving as far as a business, um, overachieving as far as a product, but underachieving as a business. And, um, 
I think uh, we're, you know, I think, well, at least me and, um, and now that you discover it, trying to change that, trying to do what we can to, um, to educate and uh, just do it right. Um, I believe that too. My work in the uh, the trading tribe at Dakota's Trading Tribe, it's I think people really underestimate the intimate centric approach. Like share your feelings, share your thoughts, be very very open. Um, you know, you don't need some spin, you don't need some language that's going to confuse. So you can control them and and confuse them and get them to do what you want them to do. That that no that. That old way, people are really good at bullshit. Um, uh, at the, they have really good bullshit radar now. Um, well, they totally do, and they can verify quickly. Yes. It's funny, I was, meeting, I was in a meeting with a potential client, I don't know, this is a year or two ago maybe, in Chicago. And uh, he's asking, like, what, what do you do? What are your certifications? You know, who do you specialize working with? Blah, blah, blah. Yep. And he's like, that all sounds great, but uh, what's your website address? sales done right um yeah and i think it's a huge advantage for people that's why i think i also think the trend following crowd the guys are i mean i haven't met a bad person in this industry yet like they are not sleazy they're not manipulative really they're just more they're just kind of shy or they don't or they don't really know what to say you know um and it's just like, you know, I'm the same way. I was the same way for a long time. Very shy. Don't really know what, to, you know, and, you know, just kind of anxious and you know, it just wasn't us. So, you know, I'd rather just do, just focus on the trading and hopefully all the, all the returns will take care of it. And, you know, sometimes they don't. And then, then what? Um, so if, that's why I feel like the trend followers have such an advantage. There's such a, there's such an opportunity here to just tell the truth and just, just say it. You don't even need to get fancy. Just just start talking and um, let the thing sell itself. Um, yeah. You know, Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do our part, and um, um, yeah, you know, I'm only 33. I'll be 34 in a in a few weeks, but uh, I'm not going anywhere. I got a long time for at this, so I'm gonna keep chiseling away. I know you're young too, so um, yeah, I just turned 38. Last or a month and a half ago, so there we go. Yeah. My, my gray hair makes me look a little bit older than that, but uh, that's all right. Young at heart still, and uh, yeah, I'm not going anywhere for a while. Good. You're, well, you're full gray now. I think I, I think you are right. Full gray. Uh, I'm pretty, 
there yet well I, I can't even grow a beard i can grow a full perfect grow uh, goatee like the the cheeks and everything else just doesn't grow anything um but i can grow a full perfect goatee and that's the only that's the only beard i can do and it's you know i so i always shave it because a goatee is you know, for me disgusting doesn't look good on me but um i'm still hanging on to my brown hair um you know, I may I may have a gray here and there because uh, you know, um I don't know. The uh last several years of, of trading have been pretty rough. And uh Oh yeah, yeah. I've I have a few broken iPhones to prove it. Um uh, yeah. well, it's not gray, it's not gray, yeah. They're called stress highlights. Stress highlights, okay, good. Good. Then I got I got a few of those, a few strands here and there that are popping out. I think, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, well, I think um, I think I think we did well today. Um, I think um, good first talk, and uh, I think we'll come back maybe in a few months or something, and uh, you know, uh, prepare prepare maybe another talk, like a more specific talk. Um, more, more educational, more like one, one topic and, uh, and, uh, go through that and, um, hopefully put something that's, that's valuable for people and helps them learn. And, um, we'll, uh, well, in the meantime, we'll, uh, you know, do some more brainstorming on, on the back end and, uh, create something good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun, and I hope uh, hope your listeners uh, get something out of it. Yeah, well, it's great. You know, welcome to the uh, the trend following tribe. Um, it's yeah, good, thank good, you. Yeah. good to have you. We could still, you know, maybe count them on our on our fingers and toes. You know, we don't have many many of us, so we got to uh, we got to welcome everyone that that wants to come over. And uh, That's good. Definitely. <laughs> so, all right, man. Uh, good talk. Next time, we uh, shall talk again. Sounds good, Mike. All the best to you, buddy. Thank oh, you. Also, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We, we, uh, where, where can we find you? Sorry, I, I forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the best place is my website. You know, it, it, people um, are in general about, you know, when they're ever think, thinking about working with a professional with their money, whether it's with someone like yourself or myself, um, people, I think, have this, this, kind of hesitation because they just, they don't want to be sold something, they don't want to be given a bad advice, which is totally understandable to work hard for their money. Yep. So I've been very transparent on my website. Everything's out there for people to see. I add to it regularly. So it's just intrepidwealthpartners.com. Cool. You can go there and, yeah, I mean, you can learn all, all about me and if, if if you think you like what you see and the gray hair doesn't scare you away, then you can even contact me via the website. <laughs> At your own risk. At your own risk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Beautiful. And and we can get uh, all of your social media links, stuff like that on there too? It's all there, yeah. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, but it's all on there. Uh, working on a YouTube channel. Don't have that live just yet, but, but I will. Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, it's all there. All right. 
that's great. Um, so everyone here, you want to check them out? Check them out. Um, and uh, all right. Well, until next time, we uh, you know have a good one. Have a happy and healthy Fourth of July. Uh, go, yeah, go America. Go America. You got it, buddy. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you.